When we're happy, optimistic, and positive, we are better in every domain of our life. No matter what you do for a living, no matter what your current situation is, where you are at on the continuum of life, it doesn't matter that we get better and it begins with our mindset. We are not prisoners to genetics. We are not prisoners to evolution. We are not prisoners to a negativity bias. All of those things we can overcome. On this episode of the Creator Community, we'll meet Don Sandell, a former corporate executive that turned 30 years of talent development into his passion, driven by his discovery of the most powerful force in the world, positivity. We'll hear how Don energized himself by the response to his speaking engagements and how the demand from those grew massively. We'll then follow Don's journey of launching his coaching company and how following his passion has created success while helping many to find a better way forward. We'll learn how he turned this inspiration and message into his first book, Positive Mind Shift. Check out the show. Welcome to the Creator Community. This is a podcast from book publisher, New Degree Press, or NDP. I'm your host, John Saunders. This show is designed to celebrate, elevate, and showcase many of the incredible authors that have published their books with NDP. This year, NDP will cross over 1,300 published authors from six continents and has earned the 293rd spot on the Inc. Magazine 5000 list. This is the fastest growing privately held companies in America. This is episode 12 of season four, and today I have with me Don Santel. Don has spent 30 years in the corporate space leading organization efforts in talent and leadership development. Don's expertise is in the field of leadership development, as well as the impact of shifting to a positive mindset. He is a sought-after speaker on the topic, often speaking at national and global conferences, and has been published nationally. Don is currently founder of Go Positive, a boutique training and consulting firm that makes the link between positive mindset and engagement, well-being, and performance. He has recently consulted for such organizations as Remarkable Health, Synovion Pharmaceuticals, Estellas Pharma, Adam McKinley, Community Services, AstraZeneca, and has thrilled thousands with his energetic keynotes on shifting to a positive mindset. Don is active in the Association of Training and Development, along with the Chicago chapter and the Executive Learning Exchange, and was on the board of the Leah Todd Institute. Don is also a volunteer within his community and is an avid reader, often found reading books about neuroscience, travel, and history. Don, great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Well, before we jump into your book, I'm so excited to hear about it. Let's learn a little bit more about more of your journey, Don. How did you how did you come to this moment to writing a book? <laughs> well, I, as you said, I spent 30 years in the corporate world. It's, it, it's still tough for me to say that. Actually, over 30 years in the corporate world, and um, I was focusing on leadership development, and and I wanted to get better at that. So I was going, how how does the brain learn? How do we actually learn? So I was really doing like diving into the neuroscience around around learning and memory. And as I was doing that, John, I kept running into positive psychology research, and I quickly kind of transitioned from, well, how does the brain learn to positive psychology research. And I ended up reading every book, every article, um, getting certificates in positive psychology, applied positive psychology. And while I was working, I ended up creating a workshop for one of my leadership programs. And it ended up becoming 
one of the rare workshops that actually had a wait list for people to get in. Soon I was soon I was presenting at internal conferences, then external conferences, then then global conferences. And people would come up to me afterwards and say, oh, my gosh, this stuff is fantastic. Could you work with my team? Can you work with our organization? And, and that's what really started my business is I, I think there's a great way to really help people bring their best selves every day. So you started as an entrepreneur, if you will, with this concept, found quite a reach working inside your company and then found demand growing outside. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it had such success internally that I realized there's a lot of people and a lot of organizations and a lot of teams that could actually benefit from waitlist for a workshop. Don, what was the name of this workshop? It was called Positive Performance. Wow. And this was a segue into launching your own company, Go Positive? Yeah, it, it, it went so well. And I, I knew at some point I was probably going to run my own business. With regard to the corporate world, I had already been there, kind of done that. And I was really looking for something that was I, I had a, a, a passion about, something that I just loved. And I found it in this topic. And I tell you, you know, business has been incredible because people are realizing that if we can shift to that positive mindset, right, we're better in everything that we do, including our work. And I have been busy ever since. So what you thought might have been the end of, end of a career after 30 years on corporate America has turned into a, an entirely new chapter for you. And it sounds like you're getting a lot of energy out of it and helping so many. Before we dig more into the book, Don, can you share a bit about how how you had this concept, you built this workshop, you're out doing all these talks. How did this idea of turning into a book hit your radar screen and how did you get the book off the ground? Well, first of all, I was looking at a number of different publishers and I was speaking to a friend who was actually working with New Degree Press. And she said, oh, you've got to meet Eric. And so I connected with Eric and we had our conversations and our interviews, and it has been wonderful. But I'll tell you, you know, when I was first starting to write, I always knew I was going to write a book, and I was kind of writing it on my own, thinking maybe I'll self-publish, maybe I'll hire an editor. I could not get the book done. Too many other things to do. <laughs> it wasn't a joy to do, I must tell you. But once, I, honestly, once I started with New, New Degree Press... And we had our accountability program. I was working with editors and coaches, and they were so patient with me, but also held me accountable that writing the book became an absolute joy. I was so shocked at that change, going from struggling to actually sit down and write, and it was, it was a root canal to do, to I can't wait tomorrow to start early in the morning and start writing the book. Get back to my desk to stare at that blank screen and dive right in, right? Did, did you ever have that blank screen moment where you kind of got stuck? And, and what did you do about it? That ha happens pretty often, but you can't get caught up in that. You realize that it's occurring. You take a deep breath and you just keep writing. And eventually, just through that process of keeping writing, your muse will hit you. And before you know it, you've got pages written. So did it occur? Of course. I think anybody who tries to write a book, even an article, are going to have those moments where, the, where, where the, the, the page is staring back at you. You just keep writing. Remember, you can always delete. 
you don't have to keep it all, but eventually you come up with some gems and, and it takes off from there. It makes me think of the, the cutting room floor analogy from old Hollywood films, right? You know, they would literally cut the film and there's the film laying on the floor. They shot it, they spent the money on it. You know, maybe somebody loved that scene, but there it goes. And there were certainly parts of my book that ended up in the cutting room floor, which is fine. I turned them into blogs and, and different things like this and made some social media posts out of them. That's awesome. And the fact that you were able to overcome it with this accountability and structure, so important. Through my own journey, writing my book, I, I really tried hard to throw it away about four or five months in because I was sort of stuck on getting one of the chapters off the ground. Immensely frustrated. I mean, thank goodness for the editing team because they really pulled me off the ledge on that when it got me back on track. So you've researched publishers, you found the program. So the Creator Institute is the program for those who might not know that uh, a lot of the folks uh, that, that helps you create a manuscript that a lot of folks come to New Degree Press from, not the only way, but that's a big way. And so now you have your book, Positive Mindset Shift. Don, what's the book about? Back in the 40s and 50s, medical science said that man could not, in fact, man should not run faster than a four-minute mile, right? They said... He, Shouldn't do that. In fact, if he did, he could die. Not being melodramatic, but that's what medical science said at the time. But a guy by the name of, of course, Roger Bannister in 1954 broke the four-minute mile barrier. He finally did it. People have been trying for years and years. Bannister in 1954 finally breaks the four-minute mile barrier. Made the radio play, the newspapers, even the TV during this time. Iconic moment in sports history. But that is not what's most compelling about that story. What's most compelling about that story is what happened afterwards. Because 46 days later, a guy by the name of John Landy from Australia also broke the four-minute mile barrier. And that year, four other people broke the four-minute mile barrier. They got out of their own way. They gave themselves permission to perform at their absolute best. Right? They had the self-limiting belief that it can't be done, it shouldn't be done. But when they realized that somebody did do it, they gave themselves permission and they conquered their self-limiting belief. So this book is really not only that story, but other stories of similar successes. When Bannister did that, it, it was really less a physical thing, but it was more a mindset thing. And so this book is really takes that idea that we are better in every domain of our lives when we are happy, optimistic, and positive, right? We're more innovative, we're uh, more creative, we're more focused, we're more disciplined. Our IQ goes up. They've done duplicated studies with students, and they primed them to be either positive, neutral, or negative before taking math achievement tests. The ones that were primed to be positive almost always did better. We improve our memory. We, we open up the learning centers of our brain when we have this positive mindset. So the book is really, how do we, how do, we do that? How do we shift from this negative default to a positive default? So I do this through telling stories and going into a little bit of the neuroscience that says that our physiology literally changes when we have a positive mindset. And I take the reader through kind of that, that progression. And at the end of every chapter, I have an activity, a research-based activity to help people sustain a positive mindset for the long term. This concept of giving yourself permission to overcome a limiting belief is, it sounds so simple, but how powerful. I mean, the example of the four-minute mile, as soon as somebody did it, suddenly, you know, 
we were, you were told that you're, I mean, going to simultaneously, or what's the word, spontaneously explode if you run a four minute mile or something like this was what the health experts were telling us. Somebody did it and suddenly it opened the door. People gave themselves permission to push themselves a little bit harder and, and get it done. And uh, what an uh, interesting story and, and talking about tying mental and physical together. So Don, it, it does take a lot of work to get a book done. You talked about how this you had this groundswell of support for the positive mindset shift due out this May, 2022, but what was your mission? What, what you said, you got excited to go back to the desk and start writing again. What was that mission? What was that? Why they kept pushing you back to the desk? Yeah, I really made the book about the reader. I, I, I you know, what I do with my, my company go positive, uh, the workshops, the keynotes, the coaching, is, is ultimately about impacting people's lives. How do we lead a more thriving, a more flourishing life? And it has everything to do with our mindset. And when we have a positive mindset, we create these predictable positive outcomes, right? So anytime I got stuck, anytime I didn't want to go downstairs and write, which was rare, but of course it would come up. It ultimately was about the reader that somebody's going to get this book and somebody's going to read this book and they're going to do these activities and they're going to shift their mindset. And when they shift their mindset, they're going to create these more positive outcomes. Man, that was so motivating for me. So so if I ever got stuck, if I ever didn't want to do it, it was really, okay, refocus on the reader, refocus on the person who's going to read this book and it's going to impact their life. Focus on the mission, helping so many others. You saw the positive outcome in your work, and now you're really trying to, dare I say, scale it through the medium of a book. And what a great way to tell this story and bring it to the world. You know, you talked about the physical and uh, mental aspects of the positive mindset. Don, are there any health benefits to adapting a positive attitude? Yeah, and that this gets to really the heart of the book and and the research on the health benefits of a positive mindset. Is, is really irrefutable. Tons of research on this. Our immune system, when we have a positive mindset, our immune system is, is boosted. When we have a negative mindset, right, right, we have this release of cortisol, we have a release of, of adrenaline. But what happens when we have this negative mindset is we stop producing white blood cells. Well, that's key to our immune system. When we have a positive mindset, we're manufacturing, we have the full commitment of our brain and our body to, to create these, these white blood cells. So we have this stronger immune system. Our cardio system improves. We have lower inflammation. You know, one of the main reasons that we have chronic disease has to do with inflammation. But when you have a positive mindset, you mitigate that. We recover better. We regenerate ourselves. When we have a positive mindset, we actually create new neurons in our brain. It's called neurogenesis. All that just by shifting our, our, our mindset, incredible health benefits. And, and this is also borne out in the fact that people with this healthy, positive mindset also lead healthier, but also longer lives as well. So it's more than just a, a social virtue, right? It's, it's also about impacting the health and the longevity of our lives. I mean, you're getting... Talk about research, getting right down to the white blood cell count changing thanks to this. This isn't just you saying, oh, you're going to be happier and feel a little bit better or whatnot, lower inflammation, 
decrease chronic disease. And I mean, what's few things are as important in our bodies as our white blood, white blood cell count to help overcome disease. Any stories that you saw from health benefits that uh, came out from your book that those positive mindset had on health benefits? I, I tell the story of my neighbor, Big Jim, a couple of years ago. I hadn't seen him in a while, and I, I walked over to say hello. And now you have to know Big Jim is is uh, ex-cop, and I remember him coming home from work, and he's he's got his uniform and his sidearm on, and he's a big, big, burly guy. And when I walked over very early spring, he had changed. He, he looked different. He looked smaller. He looked thinner. In fact, he, he, he looked sick. And he ended up telling me that he had been spending his days going back into the city, going to the hospital and, and getting chemotherapy and radiation therapy. He had stage four uh, throat cancer. Mm. And so he, he told me that story. And of course, I wished him well. And again, hadn't seen him in a couple months. Same type of situation. I, I saw him actually actually lifting golf clubs and putting them into the trunk of his car. So I walked over again. I said, Jim, how are you doing? And he ended up telling me that his oncologist said, look, we, we, we beat cancer. We beat this thing. And, and I said, well, how did you guys do that? And it kind of first, he, he said, look, I got to credit great medicine. I've got to credit great doctors. But he also said something that really surprised me because it wasn't the brand that I thought about when I thought about Big Jim. He said that um, he was so exhausted that at night he had to get up and take a pill. And so exhausted was he walking from the bedroom to the kitchen that he would sit in his chair in the living room and he would just think positive thoughts, gratitude, focusing on the good things in his life because he really wanted to give his mind and his body every chance to beat this thing that he was, he was fighting against. But he told me this story that really surprised me because the brand of, of Jim was ex-cop, big burly guy, but, but him talking about gratitude and, and positive mindset was, was a pleasant surprise. And, and he couldn't help but attribute some of his success Beating this this disease to having a positive mindset, having a, a positive attitude about it. And there's also plenty of research that, that supports this, that, <clears throat> that our physiology literally changes when we have a positive mindset. And that's what helps us produce positive outcomes. So if that's true, it's completely logical to think that that somehow could help us with our health and battling illness. A positive mindset literally played a role in saving his life and overcoming stage four cancer. And he did it. And a big part of it was this positive mindset. It makes me think of a book I read probably 10 or 12 years ago, Daniel Goleman, the first, one of the early emotional intelligence books, maybe one of the first. And one of the research pieces he shared that has stayed with me all these years is they studied hospitals and looked at where the patient was given positive emotional support during their care and the radically better outcomes they had just from that additional positive support, emotional support from that that person, that caregiver coming in instead of coming in and poking and prodding and then walking out the door, coming in, engaging them a bit in a conversation, giving them that positive support. And here it is again, saving your neighbor. The opposite of this is negativity, right? Why is this so pervasive? Well, no matter how positive you are, you have a, a negativity bias. 
you can think about the most positive person that you know, they have a negativity bias. Uh, that's genetic or uh, evolutionary, right? Early humankind was always scanning, always scanning the environment for danger, for negativity, for threats. Well, that, that, that brain process is still with us today. Remember, the primary function of our brain is about our survival, not our life satisfaction. So we have a brain that is focused on the negative. So that's why when, when, when I work with, with leaders and I say, you know, tell me about your best leader or tell me about your worst leader, <laughs> they can recall their worst leader really quick and, and right away because the brain tends to store these negative things, right? And it lets go of the positive. And that's really what positive mind shift is about. Well, how do we ch change that default setting? How do we change that default setting that says I have a brain genetics evolution that helps me focus on the negative to keep me safe, right? But that doesn't help our life satisfaction any. So uh, positive mind shift is really about those research-based techniques that say we can change that default. It's going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of time, but there are absolute research-based techniques to shift our mindset from a negative default to a positive default. And, and of course, when we do, we're going to experience those positive outcomes. I appreciate this taking us from the caveman days of, I don't want to get, you know, attacked and killed by a saber-toothed tiger all the way up to the manager today, looking at their leadership team and saying, oh, I know who my worst person is because they're my biggest threat, right? They're the one who's going to make me miss my bonus or what have you. So bring it all the way from, you know, how many years ago till today? That's interesting. So what do you tell that manager, Don? What do they do? What's what's one of your favorite uh, strategies to help overcome this, this mindset to start to begin that shift? Because as you said, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Well, you start. It, it, it has a lot to do with intention and choice, right? Uh, behavior change isn't going to happen without intention. And behavior change isn't going to happen if we don't make that choice, right? That choice and that attention that says, yeah, I, I, I do see this negativity bias in my life and, and I want to change it. So one of the first things to do is actually make that choice that says, I want this to be different. I want to have different outcomes, right? And then some of the research-based techniques, um, in a way, it's not really rocket science. It's improving our relationships, there's a ton of studies on this. Harvard did a great one, a 75-year longitudinal study where they studied the lives of almost 800 men for the totality of their lives. And they determined that the number one factor in leading a healthy and happy life had to do with relationships, building authentic, caring, empathetic, mutually beneficial relationships was, was one of the key factors. Another one is this, this concept of gratitude. Now, when I work with business leaders, there'll be some cognitive dissonance, if not resistance in the audience when I talk about something like gratitude. But I don't think there's a topic more studied when it comes to positive psychology than the concept of gratitude. That when we focus on the good things in our life, that we start to change that default setting. And if we do the gratitude activity which is simply think of three things and, and go ahead and do this now, John, <laughs> go ahead and think of three things that you are grateful for three positive things that you have going on in your life. And I usually encourage one of those things to be a person. 
and just sit with that for a little bit. That's the gratitude activity. Just think of three things that are going well. And if you do that every other day, don't do it every day. It'll become too rote. You won't end up doing it. But if you do it about every other day, do it about 45 days, what happens is this is really interesting. And this goes back to the brain science is that the nervous system takes over. The brain realizes that there's a new trend and a new pattern going on. And it takes over after about those, that 45 days or so, your nervous system takes over and on its own, it starts to look for the good things. It starts to look for things to be grateful for. So that is, again, is part of changing that default. Things like exercise. Now we know the physical benefits of exercise, but there's, again, tons of research that says that when we exercise, we get a release of those happy chemicals, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, GABA. We get a release of those chemicals and, and that helps us produce positive outcome. In fact, they've done studies with exercise and they, they compared it next to certain antidepressants and pharma, pharmaceuticals. Now, if pharmaceuticals work for you, by all means, absolutely continue to take them. But the research tells us that a lot of the same outcomes of taking antidepressants also are the same outcomes that occur with exercise, except with exercise, there's no side effects, only good ones. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, it's funny, yesterday was a particularly long and stressful day for me, and I was really not having a great day. And I honestly, I took my kids, my one of my boys out for a bike ride. And I had an exercise. I tried to exercise every day and I'd missed for two or three days in a row for one reason or another. And it was amazing how much that just changed the rest of my evening and finally got to get some things I needed to get done. But simple exercises here, what I'm hearing is it's a habit. It's a way to change these patterns in our mind to help us think more positively instead of going right back to the saber-toothed tiger waiting for him to jump or her to jump out of the, the jungle to come after us. But looking for that positive thing, make the default setting. I, I love that term. The default setting being, what's this great thing that's going to happen? You know, another exercise somebody gave me was I do this with my kids. I try to do it once a week, every Friday at dinner. You know, this what's something that's good that happened this week, and what's something that didn't make you happy, and, and how can we grow from that? What's something you're looking forward to? And that's been a really interesting exercise for them to go through. Sometimes they struggle with it; they're young, but it's it has a positive impact. It's all about repeating those new behaviors. And having them be, become part of you and your behaviors and, and almost your daily routine. In fact, in the book, at the end of every chapter, I have a couple of these interventions, these new actions. And after each one, I say, now, now go to your Outlook calendar or your Google calendar and put this in as a recurring event. Because lots of times it's not want to. Many times it's remembering to. <laughs> so, so leverage technology. So with all of these suggestions that I have in Positive Mind Shift, I remind people, look, put this in your calendar and remind yourself to do some of these, these things. I, I want to mention one more idea, and I love this one. And, it, and it's been part of my life ever since I was a kid. But this idea of doing acts of kindness. Now, acts of kindness, again, sound soft. But when we do acts of kindness, we know that we help others. But what a lot of people don't understand is, is that we also help ourselves. When we do acts of kindness, we also get a release of those happy chemicals. And there's all kinds of other health factors and benefits related to doing that. But boy, do we start to, again, change that default setting 
and get a release of those happy chemicals. And here's the great thing about the release of those happy chemicals, whether we're doing acts of kindness or exercise or anything, is that that is a reward for doing these beneficial things. And so what happens is, is our body craves that reward and it wants it again. So all of a sudden, all of these new behaviors that we start putting into place, they become part of our daily routine because our body is literally craving the release of these chemicals. I would add two thoughts to that, that that jumped out at me. One, you don't have to call your health health insurance company to get approval for it, right? It's free. And two, I mean, you think about, we hear so much about the addiction to negative drugs that have these very unfortunate side effects for people and many massive health issues in a negative way. This is now an addiction to an extremely positive outcome and something that your body can produce naturally and you can help it produce it and, and want it more and more. How awesome is that? Yeah, so- and it's a very similar process. And it's it's very interesting that you brought that up from a brain perspective. It's a, it's a very similar process. Our, our, when we get hooked on caffeine or a drug that is very similar to the process of, of our body really wanting to feel the beneficial behaviors of the release of those chemicals. Same idea, but much better and positive health, physical and emotional outcomes for people taking these exercises. How brilliant. So sounds to me, Don, like you're saying happiness is a choice and it can create better outcomes. Is this this a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. Make that choice, make that intention in what you do. And then once you do, you just start to put some of these very easy activities into your daily routine and, and you'll start to see positive outcomes occur. Incredible. So Don, the book is out there. You've been working on it for some time now. It's going to publish this May, 2022. It'll be available wherever you buy books online, Positive Mind Shift. How has the book changed you along the way? What have you learned about yourself? What was amazing about this is, I think a couple of things. One was the amount of support that I, I, I received. Once I articulated that I was really, I've got a publisher and I'm going to write this book. One of the things that was fascinating is my network, my colleagues, my family, my friends, just a ton of support. And they love the idea. And we're so close to the end. So I just can't wait for them to get it in, in their hands. But the other thing that I learned is that this deepened my conviction about this topic and the science and how valuable, what a life requirement, being able to shift to a positive mindset is, moving from that negative default to a positive default. I think the biggest thing that I learned or learned about myself is that not only was I onto something, but I think I have even deeper convictions about the power of a positive mindset. I think it's even deeper now. That is awesome. So not only did it give you this chance to help so many along the way to get your message out there more widely, but it's given you greater confidence through the research, the learning about the content that you've been out sharing with people and giving you a richer way to tell these stories is what I'm hearing. And it certainly sounds like one positive outcome for you is this great quote you got from Amanda Butler, the women's head basketball coach at Clemson, go Tigers. I want to share this uh, quote that she had for your book with everybody. Uh, Don Sandel's fun and sincere spirit combined with a necessary level of intentionality are everywhere in his writing. He shares his insights, experience, as well as relevant scientific and historical data in a personal way that's thought-provoking. In the arena of high-stakes college athletics in which I work, Sandel's book is a modern competitive advantage. 
Amanda Butler. How'd that one make you feel, Todd? She is just a great person. And I really got to know her. And what's fascinating about Amanda is that as much as her and I talked about this topic, one, I learned as much from her as she might have from me. But she lives this stuff and coaches this stuff with her, with her staff and with her basketball players as much as anybody that I know. So I really, really respect her and appreciated those comments. That's incredible. What a great quote to have for your book and from somebody who's you know, had some extraordinary success in their career by being positive. Uh, so the book coming out you, you know, late May here, 2022. Don, what's the key message you want, hope readers take away from your book? When we're happy, optimistic, and positive, we are better in every domain of our life. No matter what you do for a living, no matter what your current situation is, where you are at on the continuum of life, it doesn't matter that we get better and it begins with our mindset. We are not prisoners to genetics. We are not prisoners to evolution. We are not prisoners to a negativity bias. All of those things we can overcome, and it has so much to do with being able to shift that mindset. Incredible message and such a practical and powerful roadmap to go up making the shift. And it sounds like at any stage in life, I, I love this metaphor you're using. If we're not prisoners to these things, the example earlier of the guys running, you know, they were prisoners of not breaking the four-minute mile, right? Because they just were told they could and it couldn't happen. As soon as it happened, people gave themselves permission to do it. And I really appreciate this message of giving ourselves permission to have that positive mindset and taking these simple, practical, powerful steps to move it forward. Don, what is next for you? And go positive and positive mind shift. I, business is good. I'm so happy that, that business is good. And what that means is that we're helping more and more people. So the book is going to come out, as you mentioned, the, the end of May. And that means that we're going to help even more people. So. I think my keynotes and workshops are going to help the book, but I think the book is going to help the keynotes and the workshops. And when all is said and done, the end result is, is this, that this is going to impact hopefully hundreds, if not thousands of lives. And that's the whole point. So that's what's next. It certainly sounds like it will. Don, if people want to learn more about you and the book, where might they go? Yeah, the easiest and best place to go would be my, my website. So please go to gopositive.com and that's go positive without the E, gopositive.com. Feel free to visit, send me questions, uh, reach out to me. I would love that. Positive Mind Shift will be available wherever you buy books online by late spring 2022. Go out and get your copy as soon as you can and start to make that shift towards positive. We don't have to be prisoners to whatever our beliefs were, whatever our genetics are. There is a better way and we can start at any time. And Don has provided, sounds like a brilliant roadmap to get that done. Don, great to see you. Thank you so much for being on the Creator Community today and sharing your story. John, thanks for your time. So good to talk to you today. A pleasure is all mine. Don't forget to subscribe to the Creator Community channel on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, review, consume your podcast, and please leave us a review if you enjoyed Don's episode. I'm your host, John Saunders of the Creative Community. Keep moving forward.